The American situation is spiraling. Where do I need to be? Here, for a handshake. Is that code? No, it's a handshake. What about my date? She'll wait. So, we have a few scenarios. American football, the normal handshake, or the hot dog. Okay, I'll do the handshake one. I'm Griffin. I'm Molly. And we're going into the Superverse. So, this is the one no one has been waiting for, except for me. That's, it's very true. We, we did give you guys a, an idea of what to expect in last week's episode, and I think I said, you, no one will ever guess this. This is not going to be on anybody's radar unless you are really deep into the lore of a certain British actor who has risen to prominence in the last two years. Comedian. Comedian turned actor in a very beloved comedy series. And of course, we're talking about Brett Goldstein. And if you've gotten into the Brett Goldstein lore pit, perhaps you've also stumbled across a certain, you could call it a, a rival podcast. We're, we're on the same uh, level here that I can say that. And, uh, he has a certain podcast, and that is called... Films to be Buried With. Well, so first of all, Brett Goldstein plays Roy Kent in a TV show called Ted Lasso, which airs on Apple. It's about a um, American football coach that goes to coach soccer in Britain. Or football in Britain. Um, and anyway, Brett Goldstein and a creative partner made Super Bob, which is what we'll be talking about today briefly. Um, you could even argue that it's not really a superhero movie. It's more of a rom-com, but the main character is a superhero, a.k.a. Super Bob. Yes, very technically speaking. Um, so we'll talk a little bit about the movie, um, and then we're going to do a special segment from Brett Goldstein's podcast, Films to be Buried With, which is a movie podcast where comedians and actors um, talk about their life through film, and there's a series of questions, um, and they uh, answer it through film. So we're going to be doing the superhero edition of Films to be Buried With. Yeah, so as we do the questions, which we'll, I think we'll do later in the pod after we discuss the movie a bit, just keep in mind that these answers are exclusively through a comic book slash superhero movie lens. I know you just said that, but like when we're talking about like the movies that made us cry the most and whatnot, there's, there's a lot more that's just outside the scope of the pod. Um, but yeah, so we'll start with the movie, which I had heard about because of the podcast, and I've been wanting to watch it, and I was like, well, I guess we should watch it for the podcast rather than just watch it for fun, and I'm glad we did. It was a very fun movie, so... It was. I would recommend. We don't have a lot to say about it, but um, it's just an enjoyable watch. It's on... Um, Amazon, I think. It's on it, yeah, through like something called Freebie. It's on all yeah. like the the streaming services that are kind of forgotten about. It's on Tubi so, as well, I think. I think for this one, we'll actually try not to spoil it. Um, so that way, if you do want to watch it, you can just enjoy it. Yeah, I mean, since most people will probably have never heard of this movie, this is far and away the most niche thing that we've ever done. I mean, nothing else has even approached it. I mean, the last couple months of all of our 
movies have been super high profile. I mean, the last, what, Blade 2 is probably the least of those. Yeah, which so, people still know what Blade is. Or, or Morbius. Actually, you know, Morbius is back in theaters because of the memes, uh, which I think is very funny. Oh, wow. But, uh, I mean, Wikipedia calls this a... It specifies that it's a low-budget movie, which it absolutely is. And <clears throat> for that reason, I think it's part of the part of why the actual like superhero part isn't uh, the focus. Definitely. Because there's a bit there in the beginning, uh, and the effects are actually, I will say, better than what I thought it would be for a movie like this, but there's no way that you're going to do a, a proper superhero movie on the budget that they had. Yeah, so the premise of the movie is that, so it starts out with like British news and tabloids covering that a meteor struck England, basically London, and it hit a man, and that man turned out to be um, Robert something or other. Robert Kenner. Kenner, aka Bob. And because of it, he now has superpowers. He can fly, he's strong, he's like... Bullets can hit him. I think he has laser vision. Yeah, he has laser vision. Basically like a Superman type. Um, And he gets hired by the British, like, not MI6, but like their... It's the Ministry of Defense. Yeah. Um, And he just, like, works for them as a civil servant. He used to be a a uh, post-delivery person. Um, And... That's his job is to do that, and he hasn't been on a date in six years since he became Super Bob, and he's like very awkward. His like housekeeper kind of does everything for him. He goes to visit his mom, who's in like a nursing home. Like it's just very. I was honestly laughing out loud the whole movie. It was very funny. It is, and it's very British humor. Yeah, if you are familiar, it's a bit of a bit of the cringiness, a bit of like earnest stuff. Um, yeah, I mean, it's very good. It's just kind of like a slice of life of like all the bullshit that you have to deal with. Oh, and it's filmed in like documentary style, yes. which I forgot to say, which I actually really love that they did this like doco style. Um, doco style. That's what they say on my uh, Australian podcast. That's funny. Doco. Um where it's like, you know, someone's, you can hear the interviewer who I think might be the director of the movie talking and asking him questions. And like, so it's them following him around on his day off, which is Tuesday. Very crucial that it's his day um, off. It, yeah, it all takes place in one day, which I think is always fun for a movie too. Um, and to go back to your thing about like, they don't really do a lot of effects. Brett, we're going to be doing later uh, the, the Films to be Buried With edition, and it's all going to be superheroes. And Brett Goldstein doesn't like most superhero movies because he doesn't like CGI. He wants all like practical effects. Yeah. And so I'm sure, except for the laser vision, which they only show like for one second, um, they did all like practical effects for this movie. Right. And him flying. I mean, well, I it's think like- he was on a pulley. I don't think... Yeah, but they have him, like... It's, like, green-screened and stuff when he's, like, flying off yeah. in the distance. You know, you, oh, gotta, yeah. you gotta have a little bit, but it's certainly not the focus. And also, like, I had a note... Like, I have, like, five notes total for this movie. It's also really short. It's, like, an hour and 20 minutes. Uh, so, you know, if you want to just, like, squeeze it in quickly in your day if you're interested. Um, it's, like, a look into, like, superhero bureaucracy. Yeah. I was like, this is life under the Sokovia Accords. Man. Yeah, it kind of is. And, I mean, That's it's also, like, we haven't talked about the boys on here and I've only watched like an episode or two, but also that is just like 
kind of having like a high profile superhero and in this case a high profile superhero that's tied to the government of one country and like what that entails and And, he's like their weapon right and like america is jealous (laughs) because they don't have one it's a whole thing america is the villain of the story which is so funny to me and so accurate how it's portrayed um it's very like anti-american but like in a funny way like yeah it's not none of it's very serious which is it's all good. Yeah. And a lot of comedians are in this. The woman that plays Tonks in Harry Potter and also from Game of Thrones. I forget what her character's name is in that. But um, the one that hangs out with... Osha. Osha. Um, they, uh, she's in it and she's really funny. Um, and then some other like more British people. Yeah. I'm, I think if you are familiar with, like, British shows or movies. Like, I think the the boss is from uh, Doctor Who and it's someone from, like, Inbetweeners or something. Oh, I actually didn't realize um, a superhero movie crossover here is the actress that played Meredith Quill, Peter Quill's mom, in the Guardians movies is one of the main characters in this. I had no idea. I didn't even the know she was interest. British. Yeah, June. Oh, but she's doing an American accent. That's, she's supposed to be American in the movie. That is so odd. That's funny, though. Well, I think it makes sense, because, like, it's Americans are always doing, like, British accents yeah, yeah, and yeah. stuff. Um, that's really funny, actually. Um, yeah, so, I, I mean, I don't think we'll talk too much about it, honestly, because I think everyone should go and watch it because it's very fun and I don't want to spoil not that there's a lot to spoil but I want you to experience it but tell us if you watched it yeah it's not too often that we get to highlight something that's uh, flown under the radar like this and honestly like most of my notes were I've been laughing out loud this is very funny Tonks very funny in this like those are all of my notes it's a very good very funny very sweet movie and yes I mean I think it is definitely pushing the definition of a superhero movie, for sure, but it's enough, damn it. Okay, we talked about it for, like, 12 minutes. Let us, let us off the hook. So now we'll do maybe the more fun part of the show. So I'll kind of set up. So this is a podcast that I listen to uh, regularly, and basically Brett Goldstein invites other comedians and actors on to the podcast. He tells them that they've died, and but they are going to heaven there's an afterlife and in the afterlife they want to know um, about your life through film and so I'll ask the questions and then we're going to kind of just answer them um we we kind of pre-did some so we know what we were going to talk about um and if you have thoughts on what yours would be you can um tweet them instagram them just let us know we'd love to hear from you um because this is kind of a fun crossover. Also, check out Brett Goldstein's podcast because um, they do, you know, all the movies. Not they don't have a specific category. But this is not a sponsored episode, even if it sounds like it. We just really like Brett Goldstein and his podcast. Also, I will say that uh, they do like a lot of philosophical, uh, you know, just like some meditations on the afterlife and whatnot. Not sure how much we'll be uh, diving into that. Yeah, we're just gonna go. Actually, yeah, into I'm the pretty questions. sure we're just gonna talk about the movies. But there is a, a lot of that kind of talk if yeah, you're it's, interested. It's funny, but there is like a heaviness to it. But um, he's had some really big guests like Ricky Gervais has been on and like people from Ted Lasso have been on. And um, he just had Rachel Bloom on recently. So like he, he gets some 
some well-known people, but also some like, niche British. Again, comedians. yeah, if you're British, you're going to probably know a lot more of these people than we do. Um, and actually, that reminds me, like, the other uh, thing that I noticed in the movie was um, there's at least one person that was on the show Taskmaster, and no, that is not relation to the MCU Taskmaster. I just also wanted to plug another hilarious British thing. Uh, so if you're done watching Super Bob and you're like, I want to see more British funny stuff, then go watch Taskmaster. But without further ado, should we yes. should we get into this? Let's do it. Um, excuse me if I drop into a British accent at any point. <laughs> okay, so when you get to the afterlife, the first thing they want to know is, what is the first movie that you remember seeing? And this could be in theaters or it could be at home. It doesn't it doesn't matter. Right. So let me just preface this entire thing with I have fuzzy memories in general. So, like, everything I say is kind of coming with, like, a grain of salt that I'm throwing at the microphone. If you couldn't have already, like, told that from, like, some of my other things that I've said throughout the history of our podcast, I'm just giving you fair warning. But the first superhero movie that I remember seeing is the first Spider-Man, the first Sam Raimi Spider-Man. That was, I don't, I don't think I saw that one in theaters because that movie came out in, like, early 2002, which means I was, like, in second grade at the time. And I think that might have even been uh, a bit too a bit too much, maybe, yeah. for my parents to take me to the theaters. But I think I saw it pretty soon after, like, on DVD at a friend's house. And uh, that is why that movie has really stuck with me. Um, I, I think we talked about this when we were doing our Road to Spider-Man No Way Home. And in the episode about the first movie, and also in the episode about the second movie, and a lot of people have that as their favorite of that trilogy, but for me, like, I just have, like, a memory tied to the first one. Yeah. Um, I think, so I tried not to do um, two answers for a lot of them. <laughs> I'm going to say I have a couple like that throughout, but I'll try to pick one. Um, but for this one, I couldn't, I couldn't quite remember. I think it was Michael Keaton's Batman, the first Batman, um, I think was the first one I remember seeing. Um, if it wasn't that, then it was probably like the original Superman movie, um, both on TV, like with commercial breaks. Of course. Um, probably the first like... DVD or VHS of Spider-Man would have been, yeah, the Sam Raimi Spider-Man or The Incredibles, maybe even. Yeah, yeah, um, that makes sense. But I don't remember the first superhero movie I saw in theaters. It was probably one of the Christian Bale Batmans. I think mine was Spider-Man Three. Wow, I'm dead serious. I didn't see it. I think in I think theaters. I think I had seen or it at all until recently. I think I saw that with some friends, and then like someone else was having a birthday party, and they, I had to, I went to go see it again. Nice. And I don't know what I thought about it at the time. I was in middle school, so my standards were a bit lower. But also, I have um, even more like memory of the first movie because also with the second Spider-Man two, uh, the Spider-Man two video game adaptation of the movie that was like a super celebrated video game and until the uh last spider-man game came out in 2018 it was like the gold standard but i had the game based on the first movie and i played that i played the hell out of that and it had uh toby mcguire voicing peter parker i think they got willem dafoe back in there voicing I believe goblin that. like it was at the time when they had the budget to do that and I don't think that game has aged very well, but that was just like another thing. It's it stuck with me 
for like the last 20 years. This is a film podcast, though. Just I know. I, I'll stay on topic, but hey, it's important. <laughs> okay, so what was the scariest superhero movie you remember seeing? I had to ruminate on this one for a bit because it's hard to say. It could be either from when you were younger or like currently. Well, yeah. So I, I was kind of just like going back, just like, you know, looking at all superhero movies because I was like, I there honestly, there just haven't been that many that I consider scary. Like, maybe small bits and pieces, and for various reasons, I could consider them scary. But um, I ended up having the conclusion that The Dark Knight was the scariest one because of um, some of, like, Heath Ledger's performances. Uh, I think I'm thinking specifically of the scene where he's, like, kidnapped, like, the fake Batman, and he's, like, screaming at him. Um, Because even, like, on rewatch, I'm not, like, you know, having nightmares about it, but I'm like, damn, like, this is just, like, so aggressive. Um, yeah, I, I think that was probably like actually scary, but when I was younger, it was definitely Batman Returns with the Penguin. I knew it. I knew it. It was fucking terrifying. It still like at least grosses me out. I might not be as scared, but like I am uncomfortable. (laughs) Yeah, maybe if I saw that as a kid, I would have felt differently. Oh, it definitely was scary. And they even cut out some stuff in, like, the TV version, but it was, like, disconcerting. And, I mean, just talking about the first Spider-Man, like, I must have been, like, a little scared of Willem Dafoe in that. Yeah. Because he's creepy. And also the... I had a couple things, like, going through my head, like, the scene in Spider-Man 2 where Doc Ock, like, kills all the doctors in the hospital. Um, But... I, yeah, I just kept coming back to the Dark Knight. I was like, it's got to be this. Yeah. Because it was so visceral. Um, okay, what's the movie where you cried the most? This um, was actually very easy for me. I can go first here. Yeah, please do. Um, we, this is a recent one. I'm not a big crier during movies. I think as I've gotten a little bit older, I've... I've um, Gained more emotions. Your soul has turned to stone. No, I'm saying as I've gotten older, I I have loosened up the tear decks. Um, And we were sitting in theaters watching the new Black Widow movie. And I said this on the the actual episode, episode, but uh, just tears just streaming down my face during like at least three different parts of that movie, Um, which again... Most movies, I don't cry at all, even like sad ones, but that one really got to me. I got you. I think it was because it was also in theaters. There's been a couple other ones recently that I have cried during, like I cried a little bit during Spider-Man, No Way Home, and I think one other one, maybe briefly in Endgame when everyone comes in, but. Yeah. I mean, yes. And I remember like not, like the movie ended and you were like, whoo, like wiping your eyes and I was like. Huh? Like, I wasn't, I was not paying attention There was, like, all. a whole sisters thing that really got me. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think it, I think it worked on you. I think that they're, they're appealed to the emotions there. I'm not the only one, so. No, 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 not at all. But, um, for me, I think, I, I mean, and this is even pushing, I think Endgame must have been it, and I don't even think I was, like, full on crying. Um, I mean, you know, Furious 7 got more emotions out I of me know. than any superhero movie that I've ever watched. Um, or any movie. Honestly, yeah, like nothing really has come close to like getting me to like full on cry in a superhero movie. I mean, yeah, Fear of Seven. You know, I think I cried at Marley and Me because my dog had just died. But you know, my list does not 
there's something else too. There's another movie that we watched where I was like, oh shit, like it got me. I forget what well, it was. Well, it was did you so... cry at Spider Man? Um, I think a little bit. I got a little misty. I mean, I can tell you, like, the last time I, I cried at, like, a piece of media, period, was during, when we saw Hamilton. I was, like, I was yeah. not doing great during Hamilton. All right, let's stay on, let's stay on task. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, I think it, it had to have been Endgame. Endgame, yeah. That's a good one. I mean, it's a happy cry. It's, it's like, the end overwhelmed. Of that, the last, like, half hour of that movie is just, like, a lot of emotions. Just one after the other, so... All right, so the next category is what's a movie that most people or, like, critically don't really like? Um, like, it's not supposed to be very good, but you really like it. I was, I'm still having trouble answering this one. I've got mine down. Okay, you go. Well, so now I feel like people have come around on this movie, but I have been a stan since 2012 with the amazing Spider-Man and have yep. always stood by Andrew Garfield as Spider-Man, so everyone else can fuck off. Now, <laughs> um, wonder- now people are like, yeah, it's a good. that one's a good movie. The second one still sucks. I'm like, whatever. <laughs> yeah, there's definitely a bit of a, a historical retconning or, you know, whitewashing. Not, oh, that's not the right word. No. <laughs> but, uh, I think retcon's the right word. Of the reception of that movie, and I, I think that is totally valid. Um, I would also, as a secondary one, I wouldn't go and fight for this, but it's definitely a movie people hate. I still enjoy watching Green Lantern. Like, I'll watch Green Lantern and not be upset about it, but that one is definitely critically panned. That movie is out of my mind. Like, I have completely (laughs) forgotten everything about it. Now, I, I really couldn't come up with a good answer for this. Like, I was trying, guys, and I was like, I am just so susceptible to critical reviews and shit. I can't think for myself. So I was like, I'm, I'm I struggling I can give you here. a good one. But, well, yeah, okay. For, well, me, this is my guess. Well, I'm curious. Doctor I, Strange and the Multiverse of Madness. I mean, okay, yeah, that actually does work. Because I, yeah, I came out of that being like, yeah, I love this. And then, yeah, of course, like in the weeks following, I was like, okay, maybe this is I not. wouldn't say it's like completely panned, but like definitely not beloved. Right. I mean, I don't know if the reception is as uh, mixed as it was for Eternals, but I certainly came out of Doctor Strange being like, this was a fun movie. And I would also, maybe as like a second string answer, I wouldn't say I love it, but Batman Forever is a pretty enjoyable movie. Um, it's not... Incredible, but I do Val think... Val Kilmer, right? Yeah, I think Val Kilmer uh, gets unfairly uh, dumped in with George Clooney in yeah. that era of Batman. And it's like, yeah, obviously it's no Keaton, but it's still, it's a fun movie. I stand by Batman forever. Yeah, I, I, would, I wish it didn't have Jim Carrey in it, and then I think I would have liked it more, but that's, I think that's what I'm going to go with too. All right. Um, so this is kind of like the opposite of that question in some ways. This is more of a movie that you used to love, um, like maybe when you were younger, um, but now you've watched it again and it just doesn't quite hold up. And mine's yeah. one we actually covered on the podcast. So is mine. Well, what's I yours? Feel like you took my answer. I probably did. Um, the Sky High. Oh no, I didn't take that one. So Sky High is a movie like I absolutely like adored when I was younger. Like we'd rent it all the time to watch it, and then we watched it for the podcast. And I had a lot of fun watching it for the podcast because we had friend of the show Alex on and talking about it. But I remember even then watching and being like, oh man, this does not hit the same way. Like not even for nostalgia hit the same way. And I was kind of disappointed. Yeah. Well, I mean, well, I, I still like it, but 
Not for the same reasons that you liked it when you were younger, though. I exactly. Feel like that was kind yeah. of like this is entertaining because it's yeah. so like corny. I can't I can't say the same for Sky High because the first time that I saw it was like well we had watched it like a bit like a year before we did it for the podcast I think, um, and that was only my second time seeing it. I didn't have that context, so I took something a bit more recent, and it's not even like you know my my opinion of it has not drastically dropped, and I think it actually even recovered the last time we watched it, which was on Pod. But for mine, I picked uh, The Dark Knight Rises because when I saw that movie for the first time in theaters, I was like, this shit is incredible. I was like, this is better than The Dark Knight. Like, this is an amazing... What? You thought that? I I think I came out of it. You You know, know, you've got the movie The recency bias. And like, I saw that twice in theaters and I fucking loved it. Like, I was like, this is so good. And then it started to just like wear a little bit. And like, honestly, now, like when you watch it, right after having seen The Dark Knight, all the cracks really show. Although I feel like for you, it might have gone like really high, then it dipped really low. But then we, when we just watched well, it, it kind of leveled out. A I was kind of struggling with this too, because I know like, yeah, I came yeah. out of the last viewing being like, oh, this was pretty good. And now if I had to pick another one, which I also like go back and forth on, it would be Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2. That's what I was going to guess. Because I you. did the exact same thing. And honestly, we haven't watched it in a while. Yeah, so. we haven't covered it. It'll be coming up eventually bit, this year. Yeah. Um, but I'm curious to see if I have the same reaction as I did to The Dark Knight Rises. Because that both of these movies have like their their pros, but it's certainly come downhill since like I walked out of the theater being like, this shit was awesome. Because yeah. I, I, I literally said that in volume two. I was like, this is better. Yeah, which I was like, are you... I was so shocked when you said that because I did very opposite reaction and I was just so surprised that you said it. Right, which is like crazy because now I'm like thinking about rewatching it and I'm like remembering like that fucking scene where Rocket's just like screaming taser face for like five minutes and I'm like this shit is not funny so I don't know TBD we'll have to revisit this topic when we watch it alright so this question now look me in the eyes when I ask it what is the sexiest movie you've seen I got a cliche answer for you here Batman Returns. I also have Batman Returns, specifically Michelle Pfeiffer. It is both the scariest and sexiest, which, you know, I think makes sense in some ways. Yes. <laughs> I mean, look, this is not, like, really a debate. I mean, if you ask someone what the sexiest superhero movie is, your options are limited. I have a backup. What's your backup? And I don't find it that sexy, but I think there is, like, a certain sex appeal to it on purpose, and that's probably Wonder Woman. Yeah, I can see that. Like, just... Yeah. Like, she's in very little clothing, like, doing her badass, like, thing. Like, there is, like, a certain appeal to that. So, like, I think it's... I, I, I think you could argue that one. It doesn't do it for me in the same way that uh, no. Catwoman well, I, does. No, it's not trying to either. Like, Michelle Pfeiffer's whole deal was, like, let's make right. this character as, as sexy as possible. And, I mean, there's... Like, really, like, how many superhero movies have, like, this sexy angle to it? It's, like, not what most of them are trying to do. I only, Literally, the only ones that I can think of are depictions of Catwoman. I because think, also Zoe Kravitz in the Batman. Right, I was going to say that. That's, like, a close second. And I'm like, okay, this is both Catwoman. I think they tried to or started to do that with Black Widow because they had Scarlett Johansson, like, especially in, in Iron uh, Man 2. 2. Yeah. Um, I'm glad they pivoted away from that, but they and that, were trying to You could also to argue that. that it's, like, in character for, like, what she was trying to do at the time. Yeah, but they but, have that but, whole, like, fight sequence where she's not there for anybody and they're doing, like, the whole Yeah, thing. yeah. So, I mean, I, I think this is a... 
the case closed on on Batman Returns. Like, come on. Okay, so this next question, and we might have the same answer for it, but um, and this is Brett's favorite question. What's um, a movie that uh, you like, not because of the movie itself, but because of the experience you had watching it? Maybe um, you uh, lost your job that day and you went and see the movie. Maybe you saw it on a first date, something like that. What would be... Um... Well, I'm wondering if this answer is the one that you are going to say. And it's a bit of both, but the, the experience of going to see Black Panther... Um, which I don't know if that, I, I don't know what you're going to say for this, but when we saw Black Panther at the Arclade on opening night, the energy in the lobby of that movie theater was like buzzing. Like that was the most like electric theater that we've ever been in. It was just like full of people that were so fucking hyped for this movie. Everyone's at the bar, like doing shots. Like it was so like the the feeling of like oh my god like we're doing this was like palpable and that's more than like Infinity War or Endgame was. Yeah, I well so I have Black Panther, but I also do have Endgame because it was a similar like you could cut you could cut the anticipation like with a knife in like the theater and like it was almost like everyone was holding their breath the whole movie of Endgame. Um, and then like yeah, like you said earlier with the one that cried the most, like when everyone started coming out of the Doctor Strange thing, um, like everyone was just like freaking out. But I do think that beforehand Black Panther was so fun and exciting and then Endgame everyone was like kinda nervous yeah. like about what was going to happen. So um I would say both of those experiences. Definitely an honorable mention for that. I mean, just the feeling of like and it's it was for Black Panther and Endgame, like being in a room with like hundreds of other people that, especially for Endgame, have been waiting for a year for the conclusion to this story and you're all like experiencing it for the first time at like whatever it was, like seven o'clock on opening night. Right. Like we had no idea what was going to happen. And you know, like when they roll like the five years later thing on screen and everyone's like, what the fuck? Right. And like, yeah, that's, you can't beat that. Um, and then like for us, like personally, I would say when we were in college, we took like a college trip to see Iron Man three, Yeah, which not my favorite movie by a long shot, but like we went with like a whole, like three buses load of like other students at our college. Um, and that was really fun. Like we took up like three different movie theaters and everyone was just, it was like late. It was like a mid, it was a true midnight yeah. premiere of the movie. So we all had stayed up late to go see it. So like that was also really fun. And it was at like our local movie theater, yeah. like right near campus. Um, and that would have been the first like, superhero movie that we saw together too. Yeah. It cost like $5 to go see it. So cool. <laughs> that was a cool experience as well. But. Yeah. For what? a movie that wasn't as good. My other honorable mention, which I could just go on, because I I do remember my theater experiences for these movies pretty well, for the most part. But um, when I first saw the Avengers, the original Avengers, like my friends and I in high school, and in middle school too, I guess, for the first Iron Man, I never saw Hulk in theaters, but we went to go see like all the movies together as a group. And when Avengers came out... I guess we were slacking because we, we forgot to like buy tickets until it was like day of, which I couldn't even fathom doing now. But we had to like go to the mall, which we never really go to to see movies. We had to go to Rundle Mills. And the only showing that had any tickets was like starting at like 2 a.m. So we went and we bought like six tickets for this 2 a.m. showing. And then we had to sit around in the lobby. And I can't believe your we, like, parents let you do that. Yeah, I mean... And, and I just graduated high school. They were okay. like, let's just go do whatever. We all had cars. 
And we just, like, sat in the lobby of the movie theater and ate, like, Buffalo Wild Wings for, like, two hours until the movie started. And honestly, like, I remember that more than seeing Avengers for the first time. Okay, so um, what is a movie that made you laugh the most? Uh, Or that you find the funniest? This one, pretty handily for me, is the first Guardians of the Galaxy. Oh, Um, interesting. When we rewatched it recently, it just, like, reminded me of, like, why that's considered, like, one of the funniest ones in the MCU. And I would say as a whole. A lot of these movies, even the non-MCU movies, have, like, a lot of humorous moments. But the the Guardians 1 stuff, on like, what I was just saying about the Guardians 2 stuff, like, still works for me upon repeat rewatches. Like, Groot being Groot, uh, Drax being the comedic relief, I think he shines the most Drax in that movie. Drax has some really funny lines, yeah. Like, I think if I, like, was watching this movie back to back to back to back, it would start to grate on me. But when we watched it, Again, I was like, this is really fucking funny. I would say Deadpool is probably the funniest superhero movie. And then I actually gave Super Bob a shout out here because I literally was laughing out loud so much when we watched it. Um, And that's obviously very fresh. Um, But I think, um, like, honestly, objectively, Deadpool is probably, like, the funniest one. Um, It has the most jokes of any movie. I I think you're right there. They, they were clearly trying to make the funniest superhero. I do think, objectively, they succeeded. And yeah. it's certainly, it's, I think it's funnier than the second one. The second yeah. one's pretty good, too. But. Um, this one's hard, but what... It, are you looking at my answers? No. I mean, I did, but not, by, not, not on purpose. You've got these on your phone. I know. <laughs> okay, so the next question is, um, like I said, kind of hard, but what is the movie you identify with the most? Or uh, it, it could be a character, it could be a, a storyline, it could be the whole movie, a vibe. Yeah, I think it's a Blade. <laughs> Wait, Just what? Just kidding. <laughs> no, um, I think I had to pick uh, Spider-Man Homecoming for this one. Because I can't relate to a lot of stuff that's happening in these movies. And Spider-Man is like one of those few characters that depicts like a somewhat normal life pre-superheroing stuff. And... The Tom Holland, John Watts interpretation, I think, did the best job of, like, that high school experience. I think the uh, first Amazing Spider-Man came close with, like, emulating that. But so, like, not in terms of, like, the actual superhero stuff, but just Tom Holland, like, hanging out with his, like, nerdy bro, like, building Lego stuff, like, well into high school. Like, and I'm not, I'm not as smart as Peter Parker or anything, but, like, I just... Like, when, you know, the first, like, 45 minutes of that movie where you're just, like, kind of getting this window into his life, I'm like, yep, I, I feel this. Um, yeah, I, I had to come back to this one, but I, I think I landed on, like, a very accurate answer for myself. And maybe this is more like what I think post-superhero life would be like, is uh, Elastigirl in The Incredibles. <laughs> I feel like I would be like her if I was a superhero and be like, I'm a badass, like, you know, women rule and then like kind of settling down doing the family thing. But then like when the time calls, it's like I still got it. Still like making sure everyone's like doing their homework where they're supposed to be like. Hell yeah. Got my Edna mode on speed dial when I need it. <laughs> no capes. Um, I just feel like she's like the most relatable. <laughs> I, that's like really good. I mean, yeah, <laughs> I, she's she's juggling the superhero and, and family shit, and she's doing a great job of it. Yeah, so I just feel like even though I am not a parent, I feel like uh, 
that is who I would be most like if I was a superhero slash like in her position, I guess. Oh yeah. Oh, I love that. Yeah, man, this was this was a really hard one. I was like going through all like I was just like Googling like superhero movies and being like, um <laughs> I went through our catalog. <laughs> like that's how I got to the Incredibles because yeah. I was like trying to remember some of the ones we've done. I'm not, I'm not getting a lot. <laughs> Cause like in my head for a lot of these, I have like my favorites, but not all of those work for some of these answers. Like there's one franchise that, um, I didn't really include. And I'm like, I love these movies, but I didn't know where to fit them in. I'll talk about it at the end. Okay. But, um, okay. So moving right along, we don't like to be negative on the podcast. So, um, we'll just briefly what is the worst uh, superhero movie? <sighs> On three. One, two, three. Batman, Batman and, and Robin. Robin. <laughs> Probably oh. followed by Catwoman. Abysmal. I, yeah, Catwoman should be in there too. I had. But Batman and Robin. Uh, Batman for and Robin sure. was like, by far, just like, oh, God. I at least was like laughing and enjoying Catwoman. Batman and Robin was just so cringy. Yeah, no one was uh, acting like they were sniffing catnip in Batman and Robin, so. Negative points to that. <laughs> I also had to say the first Suicide Squad, fucking terrible movie. I never want to see it again. I know we'll watch it for the pod, but like after the Suicide Squad came out, I'm like, this this is a useless movie. There's no redeeming qualities to it. It's the worst of all of the DC Cinematic Universe stuff stuffed into one film. Uh, also, special mention to The Spirit, which... I haven't seen it. I don't even know if you could call this a superhero movie. It was based on a comic book. I saw it in, like, middle school, and it, it was kind of aping, like, Sin City's style. It was, like, black and white. And, like, I, even at a time, like, like I said, I saw Spider-Man 3 in theaters twice, and I think I kind of liked it. Came out of this movie being, like, damn, that kind of sucked. <laughs> like, I, I don't even really want to watch it again now because I just, it, I, it really came and went. It had, like, Samuel L. Jackson in it, so I thought it was going to be cool. Okay, so... Um, this, this category is, it's maybe not your favorite movie, but it's like what you consider to be the greatest of all time. The GOAT. Like objectively, like aliens come down and they're like, what's the greatest superhero movie? What is your answer? It's the Dark Knight. That's what mine is. Like, I'm sorry to be cliche, but anything else is just being contrarian because it is. Also, Brett has, um, a patron and one of the bonus Questions on that is what is the greatest opening scene of any movie? And mine for literally any movie, not just superheroes, would be The Dark Knight. Yeah, it's really covering both bases. I mean, this is like also, you know, I'm not making any judgments on other movies, but like I think this is one of the few superhero movies that this could actually be like an answer to this question on the actual pod. And you maybe wouldn't get like ridiculed by Brett Goldstein for it. Like it's it's kind of like in that discussion. I guess, yeah. Like, um, maybe, but... Yeah, no, I, I, it's not my favorite. It's not even my favorite Batman movie, but I think objectively it's, well, it's, like, the most best constructed. Uh, it tells, like, the, the best story. The performances, the score, like, and it just, like, it holds up so well. There's it's done no, practically. Right. There's no indication of when it was released. Like, it's right. just, it yeah. will be pretty it's much timeless. timeless. And I, I know that uh, I think... It's too soon to say, but some people are now putting the Batman. I was going to say, I bet some people would say the Batman, but I think a lot of people that would say the Batman are newer to uh, superhero movies in general. Like they're not maybe like have been following the whole time. Right. 
But I mean, yeah, we love like so many of these movies, and like I'm an MCU stand to a fault. But like I objectively would, speaking, none of them come close. I didn't mention the Batman earlier, but that would also probably go into scariest. Yeah, actually, yeah, that could work too. Um, I would my honorary mention for this, which I know this is like hard to have an honorary mention since it's supposed to be the greatest, but I would say Into the Spider Verse is also one of the best movies ever made. Period. <laughs> um, as well as for superhero movies specifically, but it's like honestly a perfect movie. Like there wasn't one thing I would change about that. Yeah. Film. I mean, like, yeah, like what we've said, like, if you had to make like a top five objectively best superhero movies list, it's you got two Batman movies in there. I would put the Batman in there if, like, you know, if, if I was forced to make this list. You got the Dark Knight, you got the Batman, you have Into no the Spider Verse. No one's forcing you. Yeah, I feel like I'm forcing myself. Also, like Logan, which some people could I answer Logan for this, but like that, like again, just like the crafting of that movie is like beyond the scope of like what a normal superhero movie is, and there's something to be said for that. Okay, what is the movie that you've watched the most? I'm a broken record. It might be The Dark Knight. Is this your third Dark Knight answer? Look, I just... (laughs) Okay, look. It's either that or it's the first Avengers. So, I mean... What about the first Spider-Man? That... I've seen that... I have seen that a lot, but I could... I'm not sure how much. Because, like, I was watching that back in, like, elementary school and middle school a lot. So it might have been like one of those movies where if we were having like a sleepover or something, someone might have just put it on like yeah. as everyone's going to sleep. So I don't know if we're kind of, I probably fell asleep on the couch to it a bunch. What um, about you? I have a lot. I could answer this in a lot of ways. Um, a lot of the movies I've mentioned, uh, I've seen Batman Begins a lot. I've seen um, Sky High a lot. I've seen the Michael Keaton Batman movies a ton. Um, but I think the one that I've seen the most is Fantastic Four. Of course. I would expect nothing less from you. What did you think? Did you think I was going to say that? I honestly wasn't sure, but I think if I had given it a bit of thought, I I mean, the, the hype that emanated from you when we covered it on the pod, and, like, I, I know that was, like, you have a lot of, like, memories connected to that, so of course you would have seen it all. It was a frequent um, movie that we'd rent. Library. Library, rental. yeah. Of course. Exactly. Okay, and then, um, so this is, um, what is your favorite movie? Simple, right? It's easy, not easy. easy I don't, I, I also followed suit with you. I was like, I'm not really going to answer. Well, did you say that one? You're going to wait to do it on pod or was it No, I've got question? this one. Um, well, you do yours because I honestly am not sure what my answer is. So I decided, I don't know if this is my answer, but right now this is my answer. I went with Batman Begins. Yeah. Um... Christian Bale, Christian Nolan movie, Batman Begins. So. Yeah. Yeah, that, that makes sense for you. I've I mean, also seen it just... a lot. I think it holds up. Um, I enjoy watching it more than The Dark Knight, even though I obviously gave Dark Knight greatest of all time. But, um, yeah, I think it's still my favorite. Oh, shit. Man. I would say if I was talking MCU, I would put Avengers as my favorite um, yeah. Even though I tend to, I don't usually say that as my answer. I usually say the first um, Captain America, Captain America, which I did think about putting that. Um, I think that I like the teamness of Avengers. Yeah. I just Man. think it's kind of a trade answer. This is really, <laughs> this is hard. I mean, I 
I've never even like made a list of my favorite superhero movies. So like I'm coming at this from so many different angles of like I'm I'm talking up The Dark Knight so much, but like is it my favorite? I don't think I so. I feel like you got to go with a Spidey. Yeah, I mean it honestly if yeah, I, I it's probably the first Spider-Man. Like if I'm like looking at I think I talked about it on the episode like when I think about like the qualities that make a superhero movie or like the 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 quintessential like superhero story. Um, and Sam Raimi approached it in such a way that it like feels like a comic book that honestly might have to be my answer. Cause it set in a way like the blueprint for modern superhero movies. And obviously things have changed a lot since that movie came out, but between the fact that like I watched it so much, I played the game with it. I know it's not a game podcast. And <laughs> I have like these memories connected to it. That is probably it. it and in certain ways, it doesn't hold up. But in other ways, I'm like, yeah, I could just watch this over and over again and still enjoy it. Um, yeah, I mean, I think that makes sense yeah. for you. All right, so last question. And normally there's like a whole um, ramp up to this question because, as I said, normally Brett, Brett Goldstein says you've died and you're going to the afterlife. Breaks the news. Right. Well, so this final question is... Um, there's only room in your coffin for one DVD, you know, kind of slip in there to take with you to the afterlife. And in the afterlife, there's movie night. You get to show your movie. You know, you can watch it as many times as you want. Um, what what movie are you taking with you? Oh, boy. Hmm. This is the one question I didn't write ahead of time. But I think... So as I was saying, there's like a franchise that I haven't mentioned, but I do really love it, and that's the X-Men series, and we're kind of in the middle of it right now, and I just keep wanting to bring up a movie from it, so I think I'm going to take one with me into the next life just as a fun, um, again, like another collaborative one where like there's a big team, so I think I'm going to go with First Class, X-Men yeah. First Class. I know we've been, yeah, you've been excited to talk about that on pod. Even though, yeah, I haven't seen it in a while. I haven't even seen it that many times, but that's almost also why I'm like, well, you know, I haven't seen it that much, so I'm not, like, tired of it. Yeah. In the same vein for me, and it's also, like, recency bias thing, mine actually might be The Batman. I feel like that... It's a long one. It's a long one, <laughs> and it's, it's a heavy one. But, you know, if I'm going to heaven, and, like, I only got this one movie, but I'm also up in heaven with people that have... Everyone's bringing one movie. We got a shitload of people up there. We're going to be having movie marathons all day, every day. So the amount of times that I'll actually see the Batman probably not be that often. But I would also, I would want to bring along one because it's just like, there's so much for me to pick apart. And it's a movie that you can like really like sink into when you watch it, which I think is, and I would also just like love to like see what other people think about it. Be like, hey guys, like. What do, you, what do you think about this interpretation of Batman? And they're all going to be like, I don't know, I've been dead since 1950. I don't know who Batman is. I just know the comic. <laughs> yeah, world's greatest detective. Well, I mean, then they'll like know. it. It's film noir. Yes, exactly. I, you know, maybe I get up there and I'm like, shit, this is depressing. I should have I should have picked Captain America the Winter Soldier or something. But, hey, you know. I thought about one bringing the Yeah, I don't know. I, just, I, I was trying to think of something different. And there, there are only so many that would really be in discussion for that, you know. Yeah. So. Not Thor: The Dark World. <laughs> yeah, probably. Hey, not. Gosh, look how boring this movie is. Um, 
Well, you know, thanks for coming on to my podcast today, Griff, and uh, of course. talking about... Brett, um, I mean Molly. Um, yeah, so Brett, if you're listening, I hope you enjoyed uh, this special um, edition. Yeah, yeah, shout out to you for giving us the, uh, well, I would say inspiration, but for providing the format for this show. Um, I highly recommend uh, just asking these questions to your friends. It's a good party game. You don't have to keep it to just superhero movies. The, uh, you know, it gives people uh, another perspective on what movies they like and don't like. And it's a little journey of self-discovery. And you get to learn more about people through their favorite movies. Um, yeah. So, again, tell us what you think. Um, tell us what the greatest... Um, let me think of which is the best. Tell us the one that you had the best experience around watching. Yeah. Leave us, us a five-star review and in your five-star review, say what the uh, best experience you had watching a superhero movie was. Yeah, we'd love to hear from you. Um, and we'll be back with um, the DC Universe next week, um, back to more regularly scheduled programming. So until then... We are out, out of, of the, the Superverse. superverse. Thank you.